0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the D.C. Sports Rundown. Presented to you by the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming through right now on the solo tip, but uh, I think some of my rowdy friends will join me later on. If not, that's okay. Because, baby... I'm feeling good. My team's looking good. My strategy is working. And most importantly, one of the two times, and both of them are for the same reason, that I get geeked up for football on Sunday, is Dallas week, baby. It is Dallas week here in D.C. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This team, this Washington football team is surging. The Dallas Cowboys are kind of stumbling. You know, they took a knockdown. They waited for the eight count and they back up. Now, we the ones that need to rush them, put them out their misery. You see what I'm saying? That's how I'm feeling right now. Ooh, ooh, you don't understand how geeked up I am about Dallas Week. Ooh, there is no rivalry like Dallas versus Washington in the NFL right now. Even when both teams are bad, they still play each other to the daggone hilt. And I'm down for it. I am down for it. Dallas has been struggling, but they're still a good team. I'm not looking past them. I'm looking dead at them, and I got them in my sights. But before we continue with Dallas Week. Got to throw this out there. The Washington football team climbed to 500 with a 17-15 win Sunday over the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Won it on a game-winning field goal by kicker Brian Johnson, which is crazy because the boss, BJ, did not tell us that he was going to kick a game-winning field goal. And I was on the phone with him most of the day Sunday. And he went out there and kicked a game-winning field goal uh, Taylor Heineke, 23 of 30, 196, two touchdowns and a pick. And J.P. Finlay said something. Uh, he says, uh, not many quarterbacks throw a pick and then turn around and have a game-saving drive, a game-winning drive. And the wrap it up podcast, good game, Washington, time to sell the Raiders. It's been the Davis family, you know, once – Once Al Davis died, everything's been in flux. You know, there's no more just win, baby. Let's just say that. Uh, Heineke still showing promise, still doing the damn thing. Uh, Antonio Gibson held on to the ball this week because no J.D. McKissick. So Antonio Gibson, Wendell Smallwood, Jared Patterson, and Taylor Heineke all ran the ball. Um, Gibson, 23 for 88. Smallwood, 1 for 13, 3 for 10 for Heineke. Patterson one for two, and then Curtis Samuel had two carries for negative yards. But here's my thing. Heineken could be a real good read option quarterback if you sprinkle a little bit in there. If you're listening to Scott Turner, you sprinkle a little bit of that read option in there because down there in the red zone, they're expecting Antonio Gibson to get the ball. And they're expecting him to go up the gut, bounce it outside. Now, he can score. You know, he, he can sniff the end zone. He can score. That's not a problem. But those DNs are not checking and seeing what Taylor Heineken can do. He pulls that ball; he's gone around the, around the corner. And wrapping up podcast says I'm 22 and I haven't even I I haven't seen even the mo- most remote thing towards a competent re- football team. Yeah, it's to be quite honest. When it comes to the Raiders, they have. They haven't really been really, really good since 2003. After that Super Bowl, it's like they're still hung over from it. And I'm being honest. They're still hung over from it. From Bill Callahan to Tom Cable to I think Jack Del Rio was out there during that time uh, <laughs> since Tuck Rule. And when after the Tuck Rule, they went to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl two years later. But Tuck rule, oh my goodness! I'm not even gonna get into that because that's a rule I never heard of before. That, but ugh. they've been on a decline since, and they've been on that 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 smooth side and just keep sliding down. With the and we're talking about the Raiders here. Yeah, I'm gonna take calls in a minute. I'm taking calls in a minute. Give me one second, one second. Uh, Logan Thomas led Washington, uh, three catches, 48 yards, and a very brilliant touchdown catch. Um. He may be done for the season. Uh, Dirty hit. Towards MCL. uh, ACL still intact. Towards MCL. Um, Not too happy about it. And this is one of the reasons why I couldn't play in the NFL. Because dude would have to see me with the hands. I'm sorry. He would have to see me with the hands. You don't do stuff like that to people. Um, John Bates. Three catches, 42 yards. Adam Humphreys, four catches, 38 yards. Antonio Gibson, uh, five catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin, three for 22, kind of quiet. Uh, on defense, Kendall Fuller had eight tackles. Cole Holcomb had 10. Uh, what we have with sacks? Smith-Williams had a half a sack. Um. Ioannidis had a sack. Oh, I love Matty Ioannidis. I love him. Jonathan Allen had a half a sack. Uh, Gross hit. I agree. Not cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched and I was like, yeah, that's no good. No good. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Brian Johnson, one for one from 48, game winner, 17-15, Washington over, the Raiders drops the Raiders to 500, brings them up to 500. Um, here's the thing. Like I said, Dallas has a two-game lead in the NFC East. And they're 8-4, Washington 6-6. Six six. The Giants lost Sunday, Eagles won. They got a half a game lead over the Eagles. Eagles are 6-7, six, six and seven. so it's a half a game lead. In order to start Dallas slow descent to the basement and putting them on punishment, this is a uh, every game from here on out is a must win. It's a must win. Washington went into the bye week two and six. They've came out and won four straight games. They have to continue and possibly even win out all the way. I'm not saying that it it, it, it's it's going to happen, but if they may have to win out to make the playoffs. Just the playoffs. I just and the wrap it up podcast and the text window says it's getting cold in the East. Dallas is going to start choking soon. It's that time of year. But when I say that, I'm a hater because I'm a Washington fan. I'm a hater. But Dallas cannot win consistently. In the month of November and December. And they damn sure can't win in January. Here's the thing. Over the last 25 years since 1996, Dallas has been 13 and three a couple times. They've been 10 and six. Dallas has come out of the gate and been eight and one and then collapsed and wound up finishing 10 and six. Dallas is not a second half of the season winning team they 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 don't they don't have it all the time and i think this team that they have now is pretty damn good and this is coming from a washington fan but i'm a football fan first this is a pretty good team and i i dare i say it i called dallas a a a, a championship contender a couple weeks ago, and then what did they do? They came out against Denver and laid an egg. They came out against Kansas City and laid an egg. Who else did they lay an egg against? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They laid an egg against the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, That was week before last. They laid an egg against the Raiders. And I'm like, you can't play like that and think you're a, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I called them a Super Bowl contender, but it's a method to my madness. One thing about that I do a lot of, I'll pick Dallas down the stretch. Every time I pick Dallas, they lose. Every time I give Dallas praise, and I said this a couple weeks ago on the show, I'll never give Dallas praise ever again in the middle of a season because it was uh, mm, before the Broncos game. That was back on November 7th. I said, the Dallas Cowboys look like they're legit after that game against uh, the Patriots. I said, they look like they're legit because they came out, they beat the Vikings. Then they played the Broncos and laid an egg. And that was the morning that I said, you know what? Dallas is a Super Bowl contender. Dare I say it. They can probably run the table and win the whole damn thing. What did Dallas do? Came out and lost 30-16. They came back the next week, beat a lowly Falcons team. Okay. I said against the Chiefs. I said the Cowboys got a chance to win this game. The Chiefs are wounded. The Cowboys got to come out there and play what did they do? 19-9 loss to the Chiefs. Come out against the Raiders. Oh, Dallas got a chance to win this because Dallas, Dallas is a Super Bowl contender. This is what this is big games, you know. They 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 messed up last week. These are big games. What does Dallas do? They lost to the Raiders 36-33. See what I'm saying? It's a method to my madness. Now, a lot of people will say, how are you a Washington fan? But you never pick Washington to win. I haven't picked Washington to win a game for the last four weeks. And what did Washington do? They've won the game. I'm not going to change my strategy now. Because Washington's winning, I'm just going to start picking them. No, Dallas coming into town this week. I'm picking Dallas to win this game. I'm telling you that here on Tuesday. that I'm picking Dallas on Sunday. And yes, this is this is chess, not checkers. I'm playing chess on a four a four D board. I'm not playing with that. This guy, this this guy. That all that's also called PTSD. To be fair, yep, yeah, yeah. Now Dallas is. I mean Dallas ain't no slouch. They ain't no slouch. They can come in and they can have the worst talent possible. I mean, they've beat us with Quincy Carter. They've beat us with uh, Randall Cunningham. They beat us with Vinny Testaverde. I can name the the slew of quarterbacks that were past their prime that have beaten Washington teams. But guess who? They, they beat the Washington Redskins. Dallas is 0-2 against the Washington football team because that's how I look at things. I try to find the brightest spot in it, and I'm just ooh, 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 ooh. I ain't, I don't think it's been it's been a couple years since I've been this geeked up about a Dallas week. Mm. But like I was saying, the Washington football team has a chance. They have a chance, and they play Dallas. Two times in the next three weeks. They're here on Sunday. And then on the 26th, the day after Christmas, we go down to the largest toilet bowl in the country, also known as AT&T Stadium. And one of my goals, my bucket list, Is to wait until it's the beginning of the season They've just painted the lines And they just painted the logo Before I die Let me go out there And take a huge dump in the middle of that star That's how much I hate Dallas I'm talking Give me a Sports Illustrated One of them thick joints One of them season previews And I want to cop a squat Right there on that star That's how much I hate that star Hate it I was born to hate it, molded by it. Mm. Hey, baby, (laughs) my Dallas Cowboy uh, fan of a wife just came out here. Hey, Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. You won't take my bet, so I'm talking shit. Mm (laughs) And my man from the Rabbit Up podcast, hashtag Fuck Dallas. Hey, 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 hey give it to me this is what i'm talking about positive reinforcement now i know i see my main keefe from the block here i got the wrap it up podcast here and damn right keith we want dallas so i gotta keep this moving let me get you let me get keith in here real quick keith hit the phone line let me hear what you got to say about this game coming up with dallas man hit that phone line wrap it up podcast i got you next i know how you feel about them Raiders, but i just i man i just i i think it's just more to it i think it's more coaching with the raiders and just because you said "fuck dallas i need to hear what you got to say about dallas too <laughs> yo my man what's Keeping up man? It in the block Good. what's good man now what you got right, tell me please
1: show you this Kev, man they the last the last three four weeks been looking good man they 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 showed you know what I'm saying discipline like it, it, they look real good man Heineke, he's looking more and more like a starter each week like I was kind of questioning like is he like just a really good backup Or is he actually a a legitimate starter? But, like, he's showing, like, signs, man. I think that we can keep him from long term, man.
0: So so what you're saying is you wouldn't go to the draft and uh, what's the dude, Malik Willis, that everybody's fawning over? I mean, everybody's fawning over this cat. He's really good. Really good. But here's the thing. Can he handle NFL pressure? A lot of – Dwayne Haskins was good at Ohio State. He was. He was was very, you know, I was like, okay, he's very accurate. He makes good decisions. Yeah, but I mean, can he can he hold up? And we haven't had any success to drafting quarterbacks. So that's what that's what I'm scared of.
1: Yeah, but the way he's playing, I think he's gonna. I think if we can go on this run, man, I feel like these next four or five weeks is gonna be crazy, man. This is going to be probably some of the best football we're going to see from Washington, man. I think they're going to be ready each each of these division games coming up, man. It's going to be a battle, man. Dallas is going to be hard, man. I, this is I don't think we had a bigger Dallas-Washington week than this in a long time, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, man. It, 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 we getting ready to go through a stretch, where we got Dallas on Sunday. The following Sunday, we got the Sheagles in yep. Philly. Then we got Dallas again in Dallas. Then we got the Shigals again yeah, on the man. second, and then we finish up with the Giants.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I was telling, I was telling Aaron too. You know, one old coworker Aaron, and uh, I was saying, bro, if we can sweep Dallas, fuck it, let's go for the division. Fuck, fuck the wild card, man. Mm-hmm. Let's go for the division, bro. If we can sweep them, bro, like we we can win the division. Like I I I got us beating Philly. You know what I mean? And the Giants. But if we can beat Dallas, that's the main focus. We got to beat Dallas both games for that division title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. I agree a thousand percent. Man, we, we, you know what? We finish off in – well, in New Jersey against the Giants. Mm -hmm. But that Eagles game, that Dallas game. So we – shoot, man. We only got one. We only got two home games left out of the next five. That Eagles and that Dallas game, yeah. it need to be a sea of Burgundy and Gold and FedEx. It need to be so loud that they can't, they can't function. I'm talking old school RFK vibes. Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah. I am I am feeling this. And the Rapid Up Podcast and the text window window says all winnables, uh, to be honest. They are. Uh, they are.
1: Hey, all winnable games, man. I agree a hundred percent. Man. This
0: yeah. this is this is the week that we live for as Washington fans. Yeah. I can't I can't stress this enough. And to be in a position that we are in at 6-6, six and, six, and we only two games behind Dallas. If we can beat Dallas, beat the Eagles, and beat Dallas again. Yeah. Man, that that, that gives us first place. That's that does. That, that, if it doesn't give us first place, it ties us for first place. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, we sitting pretty going into the last two games of the season. That's Whew, it. Man. I, I, I'm oh excited, man.
1: man. I ain't going to lie, I'm
0: excited, man. Man, you ain't the only one. I, look, whatever you did on Sunday and the last four Sundays, do it again on Sunday. <laughs> Me, right. What I've been doing, I've been leaving the house – I've been running around, going to work. Turn the radio on. All right, I listen, and I record the game at home. So I'm like, all right, when they start playing bad, I turn the radio off, and I just ride in silence. Then I turn, I get an alert on Twitter, say that we scored, and I turn it back on a little bit. Then yeah. I turn it back off. You know, I'm gonna keep doing that for the rest of the season. I made the mistake in 2012 of messing the routine up when we played uh, the Seattle Seahawks at FedEx in the playoffs. I wasn't in my spot, didn't have my pajama pants on. I'm not messing it up this time. I am not messing with it.
1: <laughs> Keep it's doing awesome. what you're doing, man. That's working. It's working man, for everybody.
0: <laughs> we, whatever whatever the, the, the Washington faithful did for the last four weeks, do it again this week. We need this.
1: What you think about Antonio Gibson, man? Leading the NFC in rushing? That's crazy,
0: kid. That's crazy. And I'm glad you brought that up. Only problem I had with Antonio Gibson, he got the dropsies. He got the dropsies, man. If he can get that under control, which is easy. Because remember, it's a lot of great running backs that had the drop dropsies. But most of them, you know, they called John Madden. And John Madden was like, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah. He can't call John Madden right away because John Madden is a little busy. John yep. Madden enjoying retirement right now. But yep. – if he can hold on to the ball, he's going to be our running back of the future. Yep. He's going to be our John Riggins. He's going to be our Larry Brown. He's going to be he's going to be mentioning those guys names if he keeps he stays healthy and he keeps being consistent. Yep. He's showing he, sure he can he run do. it.
1: He's showing sure he can run it though. He he and definitely he, can, he, run ball, he can
0: run that ball, man. He can run in between the tackles. That's a beautiful yeah. thing right there that's for a a the small.
1: Adrian Peterson, I, mean, I can I see a lot of I see a lot, I I can tell Adrian Peterson kind of pulled him aside and probably gave him a lot of good tips because he kind of run a little similar to AP with like the like the toughness the strength like he mm-hmm. he break a tackle or two running up that middle. Mm-hmm. I know AP probably was like, "Yeah, man, that's what you got to do, man." This and that. I know he helped him out a lot. I can see it a little bit. He's getting better. He's getting better too. Yes, indeed.
0: Awesome. And the Rabbit Up podcast say fantasy football guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. If you got him in fantasy football, you know you're going you're gonna to get consistency. I got J.D. McKissick, and I we were missing J.D. McKissick, Wes Schweitzer, and Landon Collins Sunday, and we still came out and won. Oh, man. I'm man. good with that. I am good with that. Man. But come Sunday, I want Landon Collins living in that box. Man. I want I like Landon Collins right there, sniffing man. around the line.
1: Yep. I like him right there. I like him exactly where he at, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's his. That's that's that position is made for him. He really don't like to be called a linebacker, man. Like <laughs> he do not like to be called a linebacker,
0: but not at like, all. But hey, whatever you. If you want to be called Susie, I'll call you that. He, he's a Susie <laughs> player. I'll take that because yeah. I I was on his back so much this season, but he moved into this new role that they wanted to move him into. Mm-hmm. And he's played well because guess what? He doesn't have to worry about the back end, yep. which is good. So, man, I appreciate you calling in, Keith. Let me get to good my time. man to ra- from the Wrap It Up podcast. All right. Um, but keep listening, man, because got, I got to talk Merlin. I got to talk my Hoyas. So we got to, I got to get some more DC stuff. I got to talk about your Wizards, man, because yeah, 14 and 11. Yeah. It's yeah. not where you was at,
1: but it's it not together. where you could
0: be. Yep. So. All right, man. All right, now. All right, bro. That's my man, Keithy from the block. My man, Keith, one of the biggest Washington football team fans that I've ever known. And I'm always glad to talk to him. Another cat I'm always glad to talk to. <laughs> All the way from up north from the Wrap It Up podcast. Yeah, What's yeah. going on, bro?
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Up here in the Nordic North, we've already dealt with three snowstorms now. Wow. It's great up here. We love it up here.
0: And look, send some of that down this way because I like that. I like that. Wow. I like the snow.
2: No, I'm done with it already. <laughs> I'm like, anytime I can insert moving south into a conversation with my family, I do. My mom the other day was complaining that it was kind of slippery to get out of the driveway. It's like you know, if we moved to say Florida, we wouldn't have this issue anymore. That is true. You're like we fucking not moving south, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, All right, mom. Fine, we're fine. So where do we want to start? Because well,
0: I've got well, a couple of points I want to hit. You start where you need to start at, and then <clears> we'll we'll just we'll play off of that. Because I know you. I know you, I want to hit, but I need you to finish up with what you feel about this Dallas-Washington matchup. But you start where you want to start, and we'll finish with Dallas and Washington.
2: Okay, perfect, because I have thoughts about it. And I have I have a little rant where I don't know what it is about Washington teams. They just have such a soft spot in my heart. I really like the Wizards. I really like the Washington football team, Washington redacted, if you will. It's always been interesting to watch them. Going back to the RG3 year, I was intrigued with Washington. Strange, but we'll get to that. We'll finish with that. I want to start with the fact that it is time to sell the Las Vegas Raiders. What the fuck are we doing here? We've been rebuilding for 18 years at least. Derek Carr was the answer. You have now skipped over draft classes that have held the likes of Patrick Mahomes, as Baker Mayfield's, Justin Herbert's, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence's, plenty of talent left and right, and we have decided as an oh, oh, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders team. To re-sign the likes of Nathan Peterman, Marcus Mariota, and Derek Carr. uh, Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there is. Derek Carr has been consistent, and he doesn't technically lose you football games, but he's sure as shit not winning you football games. I can attest to that. 100% hundred percent. He's not winning you football games. The Tom Brady's of the world, the Mac Jones of the world, they are winning you football games. And Mac Jones is a shitty example last week singing or last night singing as he threw three <laughs> passes. But that's neither here nor there. You get the point where they can win you football games. Derek Carr will not win you a football game. He will not lose you a football game. That doesn't work. What also doesn't work, and the exception to the rule, is this year. The receivers have played much better for Vegas. They have not necessarily had options, but at the same time, they have. You know, you've had your Jordy Nelson. Exactly. Exactly. In the chat. There has never been really a number one guy. There's been your fringe number one guys. Like, I really liked Tyrell Williams. That clearly didn't work. I There's so many issues. At this point, start from the top. We've been rebuilding my whole life. I've never been able to talk shit about football. Also, because I'm a UCLA fan, they're not great at football either. That has been the one spot where I can never talk shit and it sucks because I grew up in Boston. So I get to hear all of my friends experience these super fun Super Bowls. Never, never. And at this point, doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Start from the top, sell this shit. Let's get it going. Get this rebuild the way it's supposed to start. Clean house. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. That's my rant. I fucking I'm livid with the Raiders. <laughs> Excuse
0: my <crunch. laughs> and, and look, we, we raw and real here. And the Midnight Rider been checking in on the in the podcast and um the text window. He says, uh not a Raider fan, but you haven't given him a solid number one and a poor running game. Uh no first round much. on Farrell, Arnett, and Ruggs. <laughs> And here's my thing. I like uh what's my man? Uh Jacobs. I really like him. I think he's special. I love him.
2: But he's always hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got him in fantasy. And I when I see that oh, I just be like, oh.
2: God, man. They're like, what are we doing here? And then they don't announce what his official injury is until the time of the game. Yeah. I've been there. We're done with the judge. I'm done drafting any Raiders players in fantasy now. That's my new rule. <laughs> No more of my players on fantasy. That's a different story. I, like you said, I love Josh Jacobs. I do think he's great, but he is so unreliable. And you want to tell me our next best option is Jalen Rashard? We are not doing that. What are we doing here? I don't understand the Ken and Drake move either. He can... F- run the football. I'm so livid. I hate these Raiders. I really do. There's so much potential there. We're still technically in the hunt while being so far in the biggest frauds in the AFC. This team stinks and I understand. We have been a team riddled in the news. Can't get out of the news. Like I was just happy we've, I think, hit 14 days out of the news cycle. Awesome great. We'll take that this year. I get that. I get it.
0: (laughs) But here's the (laughs) thing. The, The Raiders are known as, and this is far beyond your time. The Raiders were always known as the island for misfit toys. So you couldn't get it right anywhere else. Like you went to the Raiders and it's like this conglomerate, this, this, this this being came to be and it made the Raiders win they picked up everybody else's problems For and sure. they won with it
2: this is facts
0: what happened to I don't to that? understand
2: I, son you're telling me <laughs> it disgusts me because they've completely lost their way because you kind of tried it you went with guys like you know the douchebags of the world and the Richie incognitos.
0: hmm Who can't stay you healthy?
2: Know? Exactly. And there's just been issues like the chat bullied me into saying here, Farrell Arnett, and Ruggs. What the fuck are we doing here? We're talking about drafts with talent out of the ass. Why, why, why? Hopefully, they turn it around. I mean, it's basketball season. Go Warriors. (laughs) You know, Curry's about to break the record. Take a minute for my boy Curry. That's about all I have going for me because the LA Kings suck too. And then the Oakland A's are having a fire sale. So, fun times.
0: Yeah, that's true indeed. Now, let me ask you this to finish it up your thoughts. On this Dallas-Washington game on Sunday. All right. Like
2: I said, I really don't know what it is. Always a soft spot in my heart when it comes to the Washington teams. And I really think I was, you know, somewhat young watching RG3. I was like, yo, I'm in like, he, he was kind of revolutionary, if you will. A Steph Curry type for the NFL. He was, I mean, it's happened before, yes. But that was all on our TVs, all in that big 2013 playoff run. 2013, right?
0: 2012. Uh, 2012,
2: okay, 2012. I always get the years mixed up because it's the weird, you start in one year, finish in the other. I was so into that. I was like, holy shit, I really like RG3. And then the whole thing, I mean, him getting injured, that whole saga. And then I was always like, I kind of want Washington to do well. Living in Boston, I know plenty of Cowboys fans, and I know plenty of Giants fans. And I don't like any of them. (laughs) They're very, very, very obnoxious. Whereas you rarely run into a Washington fan, and when you do... Let's keep it at being they're kind of the coolest people in the world. Like they're like, especially, you know, as a Raiders fan, where I can be like, yeah, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. I understand where you're coming from, dude. This shit sucks. Football is stupid. You just have a good heart to heart over that. When it comes to Dallas fans, they are always, this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. I have heard that every single year I think I've been on this earth. I'm convinced I've heard that every single year. Washington, like I said in the chat, all winnable games. I'm 100% not sold on the Eagles. They are frauds. I am not a Jalen Hurts fan. Daniel Jones, not a fan. I think he kind of stinks. And again, I'm in no position to talk shit. Derek Carr is my quarterback. I get it. I get it. Trust me. (laughs) Dak Prescott, kind of mid, in my opinion. And I'm going to keep it being I'm not sold on Taylor Heineke, but he's winning you football games. I genuinely believe if Washington just takes out that broom and they win all four of those, no one's touching them, first of all, because Philly will be done. New York will be done. And Dallas, I don't see winning. We've done this every single year. Oh, the Cowboys look good this year. And then what happens? We do this all the time. There's no need to do it again. It's a new year. We're resetting. I I don't think we see that from Dallas. I think we see the yearly choke. They'll struggle. Washington looks good. I'm not just saying that as a Raiders fan, because I know the Raiders suck. But it was a close game. And it was somewhat impressive at the same time. You're like, man, as a Raiders fan, this was a winnable game. Like, we should have been able to beat Washington. But you just feel like Washington is much more hungry and ready to just say, fuck it, we're going to take the division because why the fuck not? I mean, (laughs) they have all the opportunity. I'm really intrigued, and I honestly believe it that Washington can sweep the table and just take this division for their own.
0: Man, I hope you're right. I swear I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you I are like right. Because
2: they're scrappy. You guys are like the Raiders. Like, we've never really experienced success in our lifetimes that much. Right? I mean, we had me. A little sparks.
0: Me, I grew up to a winning culture. So mm-hmm. I'm 40, though. <laughs> so <laughs> I grew up in a winning culture. I grew up either being in in the playoffs that's or true. at least in contention for a Super Bowl. Okay, that's true. So you know, for me, that's why I get sick to my stomach when this team doesn't play uh, like they should. When Washington doesn't play, they play down to opponents a lot. They'll play
1: the best yes. team
0: in the league yep. and go. That's a go, big, go, to toe. Yep. right? And but then when you play the lowly. Little sisters of the poor, they walk all over you, you know?
2: (laughs) Oh, don't remind me. There's been plenty of times where the Raiders have, like you said, played down to the opponent, and then they lose the football game. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, though, as a 22-year-old I've never really experienced success. I've watched the Patriots win plenty of Super Bowls living in Boston. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and at one point in time, it was, what, seven, eight, nine years in a row they're in the Super Bowl. They have yeah. a chance every year. Yeah. Hell, I think they got a chance this year.
2: I, You know... It's so weird with this Raiders team. And I hate to keep harping on it and take up your time, but I'm just having a blast here. It's one of those things where it's like, this team can clearly win football games. But they can clearly lose winnable football games. So what are we going to do? Like, what's... I don't know what the end game is here because I don't like the idea of taking a quarterback in this draft. It's sell me on will sure. I'm not going to buy it. Not a choose compared to what we've seen. What the fuck are we doing here? Don't play used car salesman to me. I like that linebacker out of Oregon. Or gone. Oregon.
0: I, can't, or, I, I think whatever. I know who you're talking about, but uh, I can't think of his God, name right he's now. He's got a
2: really weird last name to pronounce. It like, has an X in it, I think. I can't pronou- I don't want to mispronounce it. That's my issue. But he's from Oregon. He plays on the Ducks, or Oregon, whatever it's pronounced as. The Ducks, a great linebacker. He's probably going number one.
0: Mm. A T- linebacker number yeah, one. Thibodeau, Thibodeau, yeah. yes.
2: Thibodeau Jesus Christ I'm still fucking it up I'm gonna read it (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a stroke Live on air (laughs) But no I think he should probably Go number one Which would What Go to the Lions Which I mean That makes 100% Sense The the Lions
0: The Lions will mess that up
2: For sure For sure but do you buy into Matty Stafford? Do you keep going with him? Because I don't think this is the year for the quarterback. Like you said, it's Howell and who the fuck else? I mean, we're not talking about Spencer Radler anymore, Mister Heisman. I said his name wrong too, didn't
0: I? Mm. But you know they got Jared Goff, so I'm—I've never oh, been really right. a Jared Goff guy. To. Yeah, I've never been so a Jared Goff guy.
2: Never. I would punch someone in the mouth if they said they were a Jared Goff guy. I'm like, do you work for the government? Like, please get away from me.
0: And the Honey Yard Alchemist says Shit. Oh, shoot, I can't read that. Uh Sanders just won the, the SWAC championship, pick him up. Uh the Midnight Rider says the Lions may draft the Michigan kid. Hey. Which one? He- Shoot, they're gonna need the whole Michigan put it this way the Michigan Wolverine's <laughs> football team is better than the DAG on Detroit Lions. And I said it on Sunday, it's not Dan Campbell's fault. No, it's not it's his not fault. At not at all. I've never bought into that take.
2: It's hundred percent not Dan Campbell's fault. That talent stinks. Mm. And again, like I don't have much of a leg to stand on as a Raiders fan, but I've seen shitty talent. That Lions team is shitty talent. We all got to see it Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. You wonder why we all got sick after eating turkey? It was from watching that god-awful Lions game. I apologize to any of the Detroit fans, but they're not <laughs> good. They're not
0: good. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. I, I got after- <laughs> I got, I got, oh man, I got, I got to wrap this one up because, oh, you know, we can go all night talking, but oh my God, I got to cover this University of Maryland stuff and then the the Midnight Rider. Thank
2: you for having me. Hey man, no
0: problem. I always tell you, you got a chair. Whenever you're ready to pull up a chair, just you, hey, hit hit, hit us up, man.
2: Hell yeah. I, I absolutely appreciate it,
0: brother. Thank you so much. No problem, bro. Peace. All right. And then uh the the Midnight Rider says, breaking news, uh CJ McCullough has a a collapsed lung. Mm, I just seen that roll across the phone, too. So he's gonna be out with that. Uh rough, man. Can't play with that. Can't and I don't mean as far as playing in the game. I mean, you just can't play, period. And uh the midnight rider says uh Aiden Hutchinson is the DN. Uh, honey, y'all alchemist. Look up some highlights on Dion Sanders, son. He's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. Uh Shiloh Sanders. That's who he talking about Shiloh. Yeah, he is a monster. He got his daddy motor. I'm telling you that. Uh, but before we get out of here, let me run through this really, really fast. Oh, Shadar. Not Shiloh, Shadar. Okay. I gotta look him up because I've been watching Shiloh. I've been watching him since high school. But um, let me run through this real quick before we get out of here. Now we we talked about it briefly uh last week, but Mark Turgeon and the University of Maryland come to agreement to part ways, quote unquote, part ways. I think that's a fancy way to saying, you know, we don't want you here anymore, leave. But I don't understand why this happened. You got sent when he took over Maryland, he took over Maryland and he went in 10 years, 226. In 116, 105 and 79 in conference play uh, in 2019, 2020 that Maryland was 24 and seven. They were tied for first in the, in a uh, big, big 10. And, you know, he's been top half of the big 10 since they moved over. He was second and uh, 14, 15, third and 15, 16, second and 16, 17, eighth and fifth. In 17, 18, and 18, 19, respectively. First in 19 and 20, and then eighth last year. Uh, they hadn't begun conference play yet. He was 5-3. and three. I'm not even sure why this happened. In the middle of a season, Um, the Midnight Rider says they lost to George Mason and Virginia Tech at home, plus Maryland fans still think they are top 10 program. I mean, Maryland can be a top 10 program. I mean, I'm, and I'm not by any way shape or form a quote-unquote merlin fan i'm a merlin supporter i love to see them win long as they're not playing georgetown but i just the recruiting class and then everything seemed to be on the up and up i this was a shock when it came down and even though they did lose to mason and they lost virginia tech these things happen early on and but everybody doesn't schedule The way the old guard did, like John Thompson used to always get on his son, JT three. And he said, man, I never schedule like that. You schedule the 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 Hofstra's and and, and the Division three Waikiki team from Hawaii. They got to fly all the way out here to play you. You you know, your first 13, 14 games are kind of like tune ups until you get to. Big East play. And I mean, this is old school Biggies. You know, you got to play the circus. You got to see Billy Owens and and, and Derek Coleman. You got to see the St. John's team. You know, old Big Biggies. But you've already made your case to make at that time. You had to have what fifteen wins to, to make the uh, the Big Dance. So you already got fifteen wins. You may be you know fifteen and zero. You may be fourteen and one. But you already got your your, your tickets pretty much punched. Whatever happened to scheduling smaller schools early in the season? to give your guys some chance to get their legs under them in jail. But you coming out the gate playing Mason and George Mason is not a team. You take lightly Virginia tech, a team you do not take lightly. Like why would you ever schedule those guys this early? But I, that's just my thinking. You know, they, they lost, Maryland also lost to Northwestern. That was uh, Danny Manning's first game. And that was back on the 5th. They got uh, Florida, number 20 Florida, on the 12th. And I don't know what Danny Manning can do with this team. I don't know if he can right the ship. I don't know how many games they're going to win. And I hope that they gel together and they move forward and they go. But this was just a shock. I'm not even going to lie. Turgeon being relieved of his duties pretty much was a shock. Did not expect it. And the Midnight Rider says the smaller schools are better because of the three point shot. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is true, one hundred percent. Because, but they play a lot of smaller schools play a lot more fundamental basketball too. They play the type of basketball that kind of gets me on the edge of my seat. You dig? And but it's not like you like once again you're not playing little sisters of the poor. It's not an easy cakewalk. You can't go out there and just be like, yeah, we're just gonna destroy him by 50. You gotta go out there, but this these are supposed to be tune-up games. It's not happening. So, but we're gonna keep an eye on what's going on in College Park with Danny Manning and the Maryland Turps. And just like I'm keeping an eye on my struggling Georgetown Hoyas, who are currently three and four overall. They are <laughs> three and four, and a lot of people haven't, you know, hasn't come out. I, I hope Patrick Ewan's job is not in jeopardy because this team is not at full strength. Uh, they came out, opened the season with a loss to Dartmouth, 69-60, which was a shock to me. They came back. They played a really, really good game against Americans, 79-57. Beat Siena, good game. Lost to San Diego State only scored 56 points lost a, a heartbreaker to St Joe's they uh beat Longwood and then uh on Sunday they lost to South Carolina now they got UNBC Syracuse Howard TCU Providence Creighton all just to finish out the month of December and I'm looking at this and I'm afraid I'm like can we beat unBC can we beat Syracuse? Can we beat Howard? Can we beat TCU? Are we going to beat Providence? Are we going to beat Creighton? As a as a Hoyas fan, I look at this and I say, you know, it's crazy because I'm so used to being geeked up to play uh, Syracuse. i mean, you know, that's a a a division well conference matchup. I'm not even. I'm. I'm kind of scared of these guys now. It's like I'm cowering in the corner. And it's once again, it's not Patrick Ewing's fault, not at all. I think he he just really he had a good recruiting class, and then a lot of guys left, and not by via draft. Like Matt McClung, he transferred out, and it was uh, I can't think of the other two players. They transferred out, and they were top players. I don't know, but. The Hoyas got to turn it around. They have to turn it around. They got to do something better than what they're doing because this isn't Hoyas basketball. This is not where it's at. But don't blame uh, uh, Patrick Ewing. He needs time to mold this program into his identity. So last but not least, the Washington Wizards. They lost yesterday to the Pacers 116 to 110. Uh they're still pretty good. They're fifth in the East. Um 14 and 11, 3 games off the first place. With the Nets not being full strength, the Bulls dealing with injuries now so they're not full strength. Uh the Bucks and the Heat are beatle, beatable. The Wizards can still control their own destiny and finish in the top 4 before this season is over. And let me see. What my, my stat set? Come on, what my stat set here? They. I don't have a problem with the way the Wizards play. I love the way they play. And Wes Unsell Jr. was one of my hires. That I mean, that was a guy that I was like, yeah, he's going to get this job. Wahab was one of the transfers out of Georgetown. That's I couldn't think of his name because it, it hurt when those guys left. Thank you for that, Midnight Rider. Uh, but the Wizards, the Wizards are—I don't—I'm not gonna say they cooled off, but they got to get it together. Also, they really have to get it together. Now, I'm going to ESPN to check out their team stats. Bill leads the the team, twenty-two and a half points. Kuzma eight point four rebounds. Bill leads in assists. KCP leads and steals, uh, 1.3 a game. Gafford, 1.9. You're welcome, Washington. Uh, Just looking at this team, this team is not really big on talent with Washington. And, you know, it's not, you know, Montrezl, Harold Bradley, Bill, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyle Kuzma, KCP. And then after that, it kind of falls off a little bit. You know, Gafford's good, Neto's good, Advia is good, Bertans is good, Kispert is good, you know, but they not jump off the page and shock you guys. This team is built on system because Montrez Harold brings something to the table that I haven't seen somebody bring to the table in DC in a long time. And he brings that energy. Like Montrez Harold, watching him play gets me hyped up. Like I would love to play with Montrez Harrell. Like I would. Oh man, I would. I, I think Montrez Harrell and myself, we could average double digit rebounds because just the energy, we could average double digit rebounds. Most death. It wouldn't be. Ain't no kicking it back out. We going back up because we ain't nobody out rebounding us. That's how much energy he brings. He hypes you up that much. I love that. Uh the Midnight Riders said Washington needs Denwitty and Bill to lead the team. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, BJ has said something. We were talking, uh, we were talking about John Stockton. And he said, imagine John Stockton with this Washington team. And you take the ball out of Dinwiddie's hands because Denwitty can score. You take the ball out of his hands and let him. Score, you know, let him be the two and let John Stockton distribute and I'm like, you know You find you a a pure point guard such as a I mean won't be ever be as great as John Stockton But you find you a pure point guard that Epitomizes a point guard Runs the offense sets the table sets guys up find you a guy like that I think this Washington team could find they could really you know run over people because You got a point guard that's not looking to score, looking to get everybody involved and can set up everything. But now if you leave him open, he can knock down a a 20-foot jumper. He can knock down an occasional three if need be. He don't have to be flashy, but he's just reliable. That would make this Wizards team a lot more dangerous than what they are. And I'm I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. But Washington Faithful, please do not give up on these Washington Wizards. Do not think that they are falling off. Do not think that they are not as good as they you thought they were the first month of the season, because they are. Everybody hits a little rough patch. Steve Kerr says something. You can tell how good a team is by how they play during a bad stretch. And this is kind of sort of a bad stretch. And they're still competitive. They're not getting blown. The door's blown. They're not losing like 119 to 86. You know, they're dropping games by six. It's okay. You're not going to win them all. This team was not built to win 70 games. I think this team probably can win 50. But don't give up on them. Don't give up on the Washington Wizards. So, It's getting late. I got to go. I'm ready to eat. I'm geeked up about it being Dallas week. Uh, The football team, four straight victories. Hopefully, they can make it five come Sunday. And as I said earlier in the show, I will be picking against them because the method to my madness is pick Dallas. Pick against Washington. Dallas loses. Washington wins. I'm not going to change my strategy and to the Washington faithful. Like I told Keefe from the block. uh, Don't change any of your patterns that you did for the last four Sundays, whatever you did, however you did it, do it the exact same way for the rest of the season. Let's keep it going. Let's stay strong. And in the words of Ron Rivera, let's fucking go. Thank you to, the Wrap It Up podcast, the Honey Yard Alchemist, my man, Kefi from the Block, which I like to call him, my man, Keith Slidell, the Midnight Rider, been in the text window. Thank you to everybody listening, everybody that joined, called in. Uh, man, greatly appreciated, always. Um, but you know the motto, we don't do no overtime.
2: And we are out of here.